Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Sue B. Zimmerman, and we're going to talk about Instagram engagement to build community and conversions. I think you're really, really going to enjoy this episode. By the way, if you want to reach me on Instagram, I am at Stelzner. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you do not miss any of our future content. By the way, are you looking for smart solutions to grow your agency? When your agency partners with Wix, you unlock an entire digital ecosystem for creating, managing, and growing your business online so you can run your agency the way you've always wanted to. Get the full coding and design freedom to create anything your clients need, along with the tools to manage and collaborate with your team seamlessly from anywhere. And when it comes to growing your business, you can get matched with new leads every day and earn revenue share for every website you create. They'll all be backed by Wix's industry-leading security and site performance. You'll also have dedicated account managers on standby 24-7 so you can reach your goals and start setting new ones. See for yourself. Head over to Wix.com partners and reimagine what your agency can accomplish. You support this show by checking out our sponsors. And now let's transition over to this week's interview with Sue B. Zimmerman. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I am very excited to be rejoined by Sue B. Zimmerman. If you don't know who Sue B. is, you need to know who she is. She's a trainer, educator who helps women entrepreneurs embrace Instagram as a marketing tool so they can leave a legacy. Her course is called Ready, Set, Grow. Welcome back for the seventh time, Sue. <laughs> I love it. It's so great to be back with you, Michael. You're one of the few that's gotten up there, you know, to number seven. So um, yeah. today, Sue and I are going to talk about Instagram engagement, how you build a community and ultimately conversions with Instagram. And uh, last time you were on the show was in November of 2019, which was quite a long time ago. The whole world has frankly changed since then. Mm. We've been through a pandemic and we've been through a lot of change with Instagram. So I think this is going to be a fascinating dialogue with you. Now, I guess my very first question, Sue, is let's talk a little bit about Instagram engagement. So many people 
don't focus on engagement. They focus on lots of other aspects, but Mm -hmm. they're focused on conversions or they're focused on, you know, who knows what view counts, all that kind of stuff. But let's talk about why engagement specifically on Instagram is so important right now. Yeah. I, you know, I think so many people, like you said, spend their time in the wrong places. And if you don't have anything relevant to post, I always say spend that time engaging because when you engage authentically, uh, you can reach, get more reach from other people who have similar interests, meaning that you can get followers from those who actually would want to like, comment, save and share and save and shares are really good for the algorithm. Mm. Um, not only on your account, but on other accounts that also are in alignment with your audience. And the more likely you are to get others involved in the right conversation and get their attention, you can reach a bigger audience and be seen by the right members of the community that you're trying to grow. And it's just so important to really understand your audience before you start engaging. And there's many reasons why, which I can go into if you want me to. Well, let's start by actually defining what you mean by engagement. I kind of realized I probably should have asked you that. So so what exactly is engagement in the Sue B book of, of Instagram? So it's the act of taking the time to be genuine with how you have a conversation with a person, a business, an influencer that is relevant to your in your business. Because if you're going to actually spend the time talking to someone, because behind every avatar is actually a person, you want to make sure that it's relevant, not only if you got value from the content that they shared, but is relevant to your audience. And simple things, just commenting and strategically you know, at mentioning other accounts that might find that same information interesting is a way to be an awesome connector as well, which is all part of the algorithm and, you know, just be connecting with the right people and the right audience. You know, so many of us that have been around for a while, and I've been doing this since 2009, so I, and and I felt like I was late to the game. But back in the day, it was 100% about engaging with other people. And it was mostly done on Twitter and a little bit on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, automation tools came out. And and then eventually it was just publish, 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 not engage, publish, 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 not engage. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the pendulum is starting to swing back in the other direction now, especially considering how many of us have been, you know, operating um, from home and And the people that we're interacting with are spending more time on the social platforms. And it seems that actually interacting with other people is not the norm, but the exception. And whenever marketers can do something exceptional, right, which is what Mm -hmm. not what everyone else is doing, it seems like opportunity presents itself. Would you agree? I love that you said that because I always say that engagement, which is essentially conversation, leads to opportunities and opportunities can lead to conversions. So whether those conversions are, you know, subscribing to somebody's podcast or YouTube channel or getting booked on a discovery call or joining an email, that's the ultimate win from these conversations is to go further, go deeper and really give your audience what they're looking for. I was reading a study 
about um, Gen Z, which is as of this recording, age nine to 24 year olds, you know, so basically teenagers and young adults are absolutely leaning towards true, authentic connections, right? And that is something that they care about. And I would imagine this is going to be more important as that generation grows up to be the generation that is the buyer of your products and services, right? Like they really, really want authenticity. They really, really want connection. Yeah. Everyone's craving connections. Yeah. And you know, I think not only that generation, but everybody in the world right now is craving like real authentic connections. So let's talk about some of the big mistakes that you see people making on Instagram that are, that's, you know, along this, these lines, like mm-hmm. what, what are some of the things that, that you're seeing that people should maybe stop doing or avoid doing? Yeah. So I think just posting to get someone's attention without it being relevant to the content that they're sharing is kind of spammy, meaning, you know, just dropping emojis or some random comment about your own business and not even paying attention to what the content actually was or what the call to action was to join the conversation. Because every time someone comments, that content creator gets a notification and is most likely to look at that notification. And I'm often being tagged randomly in conversations where I don't even know the content creator or what the product is. And it just feels like they're trying to quote unquote, get my attention. Has this happened to you, Michael? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I hate it. I especially hate it when someone has done a post and for whatever reason, they've somehow tagged me, but I can't find the relationship. I don't understand why. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like they've tried, they've obviously gotten my attention, but it has nothing to do with me. And that feels very spammy to me, for sure. Yeah. So what we just talked about is at mentioning in a comment thread and what Michael just referred to is being tagged on an actual post. I'm often tagged with people like Gary Vaynerchuk or Seth Godin or Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield. And, you know, they're just trying to get our attention. And so you can tag up to 20 businesses, brands, or individuals on a post, which can be strategic when it's done correctly. But the random, let me get your attention, come on over and see this, that doesn't fly for Subi. And I always untag and you can absolutely tap in and remove yourself, remove your tag from that photo so you don't show up on it. So the first big mistake is doing these things, trying to get the attention of other people. And we know that's what we try to do as marketers, but proceed with caution, I guess, is what I'm hearing you say, right? Yeah. I mean, just be smart about it. And if you're truly trying to get someone's attention, in my opinion, the best thing you can do is leave a relevant comment Mm. to the content that was created. Got it. And we're particularly referring to, hey, you're out there trying to get attention on other people's posts which is one form of marketing. But another form of marketing is what about our own stuff, right? So I think I was hearing you say, you know, with the comment stuff, if you're posting something on Instagram and it's your account, is there any mistakes specifically that people people do related to that? Or most have we mostly been talking about other people's accounts at this point? Well, it, it goes both ways. I mean, they're either tagging you on their content so you'll come over and see it. All they want you to do is like it and comment and engage in it. Or they're dropping random comments on your post that has nothing relevant to do with the content you created. 
Okay, cool. Any mistakes that marketers make specifically on their own profile, if you will, when it comes to engagement? When it comes to engagement. How about not engaging? (laughs) Well, that's exactly, you know, that's exactly what I said at the very beginning is that, you know, a lot of people struggle with getting ahead of their content and really batch producing it. At least a lot of our clients do. And I always say, if you're not feeling it, if you don't have an epic post that's really going to serve your audience, spend that time actively engaging. And, you know, Michael, there's a tool that we've used called Dollar Eighty, and I have a YouTube video that I've done on it. I don't know if you've heard about it. I haven't. What is it? Well, it's where you can be proactively engaging by monitoring hashtags and geolocations and other accounts. And it's a uh, Google Chrome extension that you can spend about 20 minutes a day following relevant hashtags where your target audience might exist. And you can change those 10 hashtags at any time. It's free. And a lot of my clients have had great success because they're leaving relevant comments on accounts that they didn't find or they weren't connected to essentially, but were able to find from them showing up at the top of those hashtag hubs and starting genuine conversations. So this is a way to be proactively engaging strategically, knowing what those relevant conversation hubs are, knowing what geolocations are relevant or other accounts who have may have a similar audience as you where there's conversations. So it's a really cool tool. I like that because that is like an outbound opportunity, right? Where you are essentially like, let's say you're a local business, right? Like a local restaurant and people are starting to talk on Instagram about how they're excited about going back to the restaurants, right? And uh, you could post and say, yeah, it's, it's super cool. Like we're a local restaurant and we've saw, we've seen how exciting it is for people to finally come back with their friends and family or something like that, you know, and then boom, they could click on your profile, find out what your restaurant is. And, you know, like you join the conversation is what I'm hearing you say on other people's posts. Exactly. Well, there's one more thing that I think will serve your audience, which isn't not what to do, but a tactic that you can do. Do you want me to share that? Yeah, for sure. Because I want to get to your strategy and I don't know if it's related to your strategy or if it's before your strategy. It's general to everybody listening. So one of the things that I teach our clients in Ready, Set, Grow and just whenever I'm talking about actively engaging is the more thoughtful your comment is and the more real estate it takes up, meaning you're really going deep with your comment and even more importantly, the more you have your own signature style, like I sign my comment Sue B with the emoji B because the name of my account is the Instagram expert. So the more real estate you take up, the more opportunity you have to get pinned on Instagram. And Michael, I don't know if you know about this, but your top three comments can be pinned to the top of a post and you can unpin them at any at any time and pin others as well. And when someone's comment gets pinned, they get a notification that it was pinned. It's like saying thank you for that comment. That was great. I'm giving you a gold star and now you're at the top hmm. of that conversation. That's cool. Meaning under the post the first comment that anyone will see are the three pinned posts, which means if you have actively engaged and you got pinned, 
everyone else joining that conversation will see your epic comment, most likely heart it up, like it, which is good for the algorithm. And they may even join your conversation, which creates a a, a comment thread, a threaded conversation. And in my opinion, that's the greatest form of success is, is, is your content being received? Is there a conversation? Is there a comment thread? But pinning your top three comments should absolutely be a strategy that everyone walks away with. And again, I have a YouTube video of people are like, wait, I don't even know what pinning is. <laughs> so tell everybody, what's your YouTube channel name if they want to go see? Yeah, you? so my name, Subi Zimmerman. If you search my name, YouTube, and any of these keywords, you'll definitely find it. But I'll make sure, Michael, that you get the links as well. Cool. And we'll probably embed the video in the show notes. Okay, so let's focus now on a strategy to get more engagement specifically on our own profiles, right? Because I think that's where we're pivoting this conversation, right? Yes. We have yeah. our own profile for our business or for ourselves and we want to get more engagement. So what is your strategy, Sue? I have 14 strategies I can share, but let's let's see how we do with this because you know me, I tend to go deep. I think you've got the neighborhood one or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. That, okay. So these are all within the neighborhood. So I want to let everyone know that when I first started teaching Instagram, in fact, the first time I was on Michael's stage at Social Media Marketing World, you know, it was just Instagram and the feed and there was only 140 million monthly active users. And now there's close to, in my opinion, 2 billion because right. Instagram yeah. hasn't announced like the latest stats for a couple years. And so I like to say that Instagram is this village, this big village. And it now has what I call Subi neighborhoods. We have the feed, we have Instagram stories, we have Instagram live, we have reels and IGTV. So there's a lot of different neighborhoods to create content. And within each neighborhood, there's an opportunity to get engagement. And the most important thing I want everyone to take away is making sure that no matter what neighborhood you're posting in, that the content is relevant to the promise that you made in your bio who you serve, why you serve that, why you help them. And, you know, what can they expect? What kind of results can they expect from following you? And if anything is in, is out of alignment, you're not going to build the trust as quickly. Okay. I'm not going to let us go on without talking about the promise in the bio, because I think a lot of people don't have a promise in the bio, <laughs> right? A lot of people just have like braggadocious Random. stuff in right. there, right? So just for a minute, talk about, yeah. How much space we've got in the bio and maybe what what an example of a promise in a bio would look like. Yeah. So Instagram is essentially a mini website. It really is. There's search engine optimization, SEO. And not only does it exist in the name of your account, but it also exists in your name field. And you get 33 characters in your name field, emojis included. If they're relevant, they're searchable. And you want to use the keywords that describe exactly who you are and what you do. So, for example, my account's called the Instagram Expert, but my name, Subi Zimmerman, and business coach is in my name field. So, ah, if, you search, okay. if you searched my name or if you searched business coach, because that's one of our vertical revenue streams, you would find me. I would show up in search. So, it's really important to get very niche with who you are and what you do and use relevant keywords. And okay, real quick, hold on. 
Yeah. Can you change your name or are you kind of locked in with yes. the name? You can you, you can change your username at any time. No, I'm at, the, I'm at the display name. Yeah. Yeah. So if you change your name field, Instagram makes you wait 14 days to change it again. So don't change it while you're listening to this podcast. Write down what you're thinking. Make sure you spell it correctly and make sure it's relevant. So don't do anything right now. Okay, but that 33 characters is not the name field. We're, that's the bio field, right? You're saying this is yet another space where you can say something is what I'm hearing that's you say. That's the name field in the bio. The actual bio, you get 150 characters to say, what makes you the authority, the expert, the influencer in your niche? And what is it that you do? Like, how do you serve your audience? Because that's why people follow you. And the truth is you get like three to six seconds to make that impression. Okay. So if we get 33 characters in the name field and another 150 in the bio, what I'm hearing you say is you could put some emojis in your name field, but you could also use emojis in the bio, right? Which would allow you to get a little more packed in there. Is that correct? Well, I don't necessarily endorse using too many emojis in the bio unless your call to action is an arrow pointing down ah, to the okay, link. Okay. But in your name field, Michael, if you lived, for example, in California, like you do, and you were a real estate agent, a palm tree might be relevant. Or if you wrote the word Florida or San Diego, if anyone searches that, they mm. will find it. Got it. So uh, emojis are the universal language and certain emojis every emoji has like stands for something. And if it's relevant to your business, like if you're a lawyer or you're an author using the book emoji, you would show up in that, in that search. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for going on that trail with me. <laughs> yes. You, got you it. said that in the neighborhoods, you've got like the feed stories, IGTV live, live and, and reels. reels. Yes. So let's talk about engagement techniques for every one of these. Let's start with the feed. Like what can we do with the feed posts? Yeah. So let's start with the feed post. So, you know, what matters the most when you post on Instagram is that first hour of engagement. So I don't want anyone posting and ghosting. As I say, I want you to stick around to answer any questions that you might have or heart up a comment or ask a question to that comment that can create that comment thread that I talked about earlier. And you need to block your time. When people ask me when's the best time to post on Instagram, I often say when you have time to engage after you post and not necessarily what Instagram is showing you the most optimal time because this engagement really does push you out in the algorithm. And so there's some strategies I would love to teach you guys to use when you're posting. There's some, you know, I, I always like to say you can turn those likers into comments by simply or viewers. If someone's viewing your your video or your reel by tapping on the likers, you can see who has liked your post. Now, they might have liked it, but they didn't comment. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. get back here. <laughs> oh, can you add tag them in your comments? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Nope. So that's one methodology. And if you're going to tag in the comments, in the comments, if I'm tagging someone, it's somebody that I know in my community who I know would appreciate seeing it. I see. So you don't, you don't want to randomly tag anyone. We talked about that. But if I know I just shared an epic piece of content and I wanted Michael Stelzner to see it because I know it would he'd appreciate it, I could tag you and say, you know, Michael, I'd love your thoughts on this. Now, what you can do with every single post is, well, let's talk about the likers. Yeah, let's comment. go to likers. So if you have the likers and you tap on those likers, you can send your likers a message in the DM 
that sounds like this. I see that you liked my post about the seven mistakes I don't want you to make on Instagram. And I would love to know which mistake was your favorite. And you can link the post. Every post has its own unique URL. You just tap the three dots on the top right Hmm. to find that link. And this can be part of your message in the DM. So don't assume that they know what post they just liked because someone could be just scrolling and liking and liking and liking. You want to have as little friction as possible and make it easy for someone to go back to that post if they liked it. And you want to say very gently, you know, I see that you like this post. I'm so glad that you did. I'm really curious what number was your favorite or what did you like the most? You know, here's a link so you can quickly jump into the conversation. I love and that. So, yeah. And now let me tell you something, Michael, nine out of 10 people say sure. Oh, so you're almost redirecting them back to have the comment yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, a lot of people don't get the comments because it takes more effort to get the comments. But right. just remember what I said, you can get more engagement if you comment strategically. So this is strategy number one. Did you like it? Any more questions? Are we going to keep talking about feed posts or are we moving on to something yep. else? Okay, I'm going to talk about one more strategy for a feed post. Go for it. So you can send a post up to 50 people in the DM all at once. Or if you have any Instagram direct message groups, which cap out at 33 people, that counts as one of the 50 as well. So a group is one. So you can get really strategic if you have groups. I have some groups with meetups that I do whenever I travel and other events that I've done. But let's keep it simple. You tap the airplane icon under your post and you send it to 50 people who you know again would appreciate endorsing it, supporting you, engaging on it because they know you, they like you. So you're just going to say something like, hey, I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, If you could comment on the post, that would be amazing. Something like that, right? Yeah. And because you're batch sending it to up to 50 people, that's the cap. You want to make sure that it's general, it's not spammy, and it's relevant to who you're sending it to. Those are two of my ninja ninja tips. Now, I love this because I'm thinking to myself, well, the first hour matters, but what if nobody comments? And I love what you're doing because you're kind of stimulating comments is what I'm hearing you say, right? Because exactly, not everybody has enough of a active following that there's going to be any comments in the first hour, right? Exactly, so- exactly. And we talked about at mentioning in the comments, which is another strategy. And then Michael, at the beginning, we talked about what not to do tagging on a post. However... Okay, Michael, say we're at Social Media Marketing World and I'm in a photo with you and other speakers and maybe one of your sponsors, Ecamm or, you know, somebody else that you have there. And we're all in the picture. You know, I could tag Ecamm, Iconosquare, I mean, Iographer or Iconosquare if they're there. And I could tag people that are there that would appreciate seeing that post because they're at that event. So tagging on a post, remember, is also a strategy And you can tag up to, at mention, up to 20 accounts on one post. Okay. One more question related to feed posts. Yes. When someone does comment, how should we interact with them? Yeah. So I always try to create a comment thread, like I said. So if their comment is, oh my goodness, this is such great information. I so appreciate it. I would say, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. Please tag three of your Insta buddies or your Insta pals that you know would like it too. Like that's my favorite way to comment back because 
getting tags from other people that don't yet follow you is so awesome. When other people are just organically tagging their friends to come look and see that post because they learned something is like success beyond, right? So if someone thanks me profusely, I'll say, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I'd love for more people to see it. Please tag anyone you know, or three, please tag three people. So that's one comment that I give. Another is if they've asked me something and it was a question, I'll answer it and I'll say, let me know if you have any other questions or, love it. you know, I'm trying to keep the conversation going is the point. I love it. Okay. Let's talk about stories because obviously it's very different because it's not public. right? Oh, yeah. So how do we get engagement on stories? So stories are very different. And typically the people seeing your stories are already your followers, unless you are strategically at mention at mentioning other accounts on your stories and in stories you can actually at mention 10 accounts and you can swipe them off the screen so no one sees them but they'll all get a notification and they might share it into their story if it's relevant to their business so an example of this might be you know i post a lot of quotes some of them are motivational or inspirational and they may be in, in alignment with certain people i know so i would tag 10 people swipe it off the screen and they I would say eight out of 10 of them will share it in their story. So getting more views and other people's stories using the at mention, yes, there's a sticker, but I like to use the text and swipe it off. Did that make sense? Yeah, totally. Now, when it comes to sharing a story, can anyone share a story or can only certain people share a story? So anyone could share it if you take a screenshot of it, but it's easy to share it if you were at mentioned on it because you'll get a notification that you were at mentioned and Instagram prompts you to share it into your story. Got it. So they don't make it easy to share it if you weren't at mentioned. Exactly. But someone can share your post into their stories, right? Or am I wrong on that? Absolutely right. Anyone can share a post into stories, but to share a story into a story, it's easiest if you're at mentioned. Okay. So, and that's the advantage of at mentioning because you can get some more life for your story, right? Because someone will share it to their story and then like all of a sudden that brings a new audience to you. Right. And it used to be, Michael, that if you used hashtags in your stories, and I always used to teach to use general ones, you could get more reach. But as of the announcement of Reels and Reels really being pushed by Instagram, there no longer are hashtag hubs in stories when using them. So don't waste your time doing hashtags in stories as of today, June 10th, 2021. However, using the geolocation, if it's relevant to your business, anybody that has a physical location or a real estate agent, and I often use the geotag no matter what, because you can show up in conversation of that geolocation hub as well. Just to clarify uh, about hashtags, Yes. They work, don't they? But they don't, they're not as benefit. No. In stories, they are not working, you know, ever since the election and beyond. Oh, they turn them off. Okay. Huh. Yeah. And so don't waste your time putting in 11. You can put, you used to be able to do that. And I want yeah. to make sure, I mean, I, I stated the date so that it, you know, Instagram could change any day. Oh, cause it could change. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Okay. Back to engagement. Obviously these are all good to tag people, but there's a limit to that. You know, a lot of the engagement I would imagine is coming in through DMs, right? So what should we do when we get those DMs from people? 
Yeah, my favorite, you know, DM conversations are absolutely amazing. And I will share honestly, I have a bot in my DM now that is approved by Instagram that is a game changer. And we've built out funnels for that experience. However, most people don't have that. And you all have the opportunity to use save replies. So when you are getting asked the same question over and over again, it's a really great strategy to use save replies. It used to be called quick replies. And I do have a YouTube video all about this where you can create up to 20 text expanders, basically Mm. messages. If you want to, you know, if someone's asking you to be interviewed on a podcast and you might need to coordinate something with your calendar or with the person that helps you coordinate that, that's happens to me a lot. So I have, you know, I now have a bot that handles that, but I want everyone to know that there is a built-in feature right there. Also for engagement, what I used to do for almost eight years, I kid you not, um, answer every single question and DM message. And often I would use the voice message feature in the DM so they could hear me. I think that is so cool, especially yeah. for someone who finds it easier to just push record than to type oh because because when you're on your phone, it's so small, right? I mean, it's like so ridiculous. Small. Yeah, so easy. And a ninja tip, if you take your finger and swipe up, you can lock it and talk for up to a minute. A lot of people don't know about the lock feature, so they have their hand on it. So just take your finger on the microphone, swipe it up, and you'll see the see it locked, and you have up to a minute to have a voice memo, which is awesome. And then I take it actually a step further With and video. send a video <laughs> message because I'm very comfortable on video, and I want people to see you know see my eyes and my smile and just connect a little bit more intimately. And that's all part of this engagement and building relationships, right? Well, and you know, not everybody is camera ready. So the idea that you can hit audio is great, right? I mean, like that is so cool. Yes. And that is a powerful thing because first of all, most people aren't going to send an audio message, right? And almost nobody sends a video message. So I think that's all really magical. It is. And there's filters for anyone that's not camera ready. There's always a filter. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. I, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I I think, I think I'm always camera ready, but some people don't feel that way. And I get it. I feel you. I got you. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about feed posts. We talked about stories. Uh, IGTV. Yeah. Let's that's talk a little about different. IGTVs. Yeah. Because a lot of people, okay, two things about IGTV. Number one, it has its own channel. Think of this as your TV channel, because within an IGTV, we're not going to go too deep, but you can create your own series, which are essentially categories within that channel. But a lot of people are originating their IGTV from a live. And if you go live and you have a live under 10 minutes, you can save it to your camera roll before you share it as an IGTV so that you can optimize it. And when I say optimize it for engagement, I mean, have a branded cover and turn on the auto captions because so many people don't have the volume on and aren't listening to you on your video. So this is how you can optimize it before you just share it to your IGTV. If it's over 10 minutes. Is this an Instagram feature to save it to the camera roll or do you need a special piece of software to do that? No special software. It's an Instagram feature, but if your video, if your live is over 10 minutes, you will not see that save to camera roll pop up. I see. If your video is over 10 minutes and you wanna save it in your feed or save it as an IGTV, you know, make sure that you have your cover ready to go. Now, here's where the engagement piece comes in, because we're going back to the focus of this interview. Right. When you 
upload it to, as an IGTV, you want to make sure you write a stellar description, have a good hook, a good description. And if you had a call to action, for example, if you want people to download something, so say I wanted people to download our Instagram strategy guide, subizimmerman.com slash guide, I could put that URL in the description of my IGTV, and it doesn't matter how many followers you have, everyone has this feature. And that link is live in the channel, not in the feed post. So your IGTV can stay in your feed post or you can move it into your channel or it can be in your feed and is also in your channel. So when you go into an IGTV channel and you watch an IGTV, at the very top, Michael, there's this tiny white little arrow that you tap and it opens up the description. And within the description in the IGTV channel, any link, any at mention is hyperlinked. What about engagement, though? How do you get people to comment on that? Because I would imagine that's what we're trying to accomplish here, right? After you've posted that IGTV, what you want to do is create an epic Instagram story. Remember what's in it for them. And you want to talk about that live or that IGTV preferably on video, letting people know what this content is about and telling them to tap forward to see it. Now, anyone can link an IGTV in their story. You don't have to have 10,000 followers and people can tap in from your story to get more engagement on your IGTV. And then they can comment on your IGTV just like they do a feed post, right? Exactly. Awesome. Let's talk about live because that's yet a whole nother ball of wax. So, Oh my goodness. Yes. So live broadcast, one of my favorite things to do. And now that you can go live with up to three other people, it's a really great way to get more engagement. So if you're going to do a live, you want to be very, very strategic about who you're bringing on, making sure that they understand to be in good lighting, to be good audio, and to know that there's a mic when they come in to mute if it's going to be more than one person so that no one's talking over each other. But every time you bring on a new guest, you will get more engagement from their audience because all of their followers get a notification that they're live with you. Now, does it look like... uh uh, like the top of Instagram, do you see all four faces together? Or how does that work exactly? Yeah, it looks like Foursquare. It's amazing. I've done it several times. I meant the live side of it. Like, does it show up in the, their stories? Is that how they know? Whenever someone's live, if you're following them, they will be at the very, very beginning when you open up the app that they're live. Okay, perfect. So let's say we're doing a live video, whether we whether it's just us or it's two of us or four of us. What are some techniques to get engagement, right? Because that that's the yeah, question here. Great question. So on a live broadcast, there is a Q&A sticker. So I always tell people to ask their question using the sticker because the content creator, the person that pressed broadcast can pull up all of those questions. And when that happens, your live shows up that it's live Q&A. So everybody knows that you're now doing a Q&A and they want, people love asking questions and you get more questions and it really engages the audience to get, get their questions answered live. And when their questions get answered live, they feel like, you know, they're a part of the conversation and they feel more intimately connected to you and you can get so many more viewers and followers and opportunities from those lives. Real quick on the sticker yeah. thing. Do you add the sticker while you're live? Is that how that works? 
the Q&A icon is a feature that you see when you're live. And so you can instruct your audience, please ask your questions using the Q&A sticker, not the comment thread. It moves so dang fast and it's tiny. Do you have to configure that before you go live is when I'm asking, or is that something nope. you add? Okay, nope. you can add, you can add, add it while you're live. So that, that helps with your engagement for sure. Yeah. And I would imagine exactly what you, you, you went where I wanted to go because it's so impossible to keep up with the comment thread, depending on how many people are there. The Q&A thing is more manageable is what I'm guessing. And maybe can you even see it on desktop if you have your desktop open or is it all done on the phone? You know, that's a great question. I've never watched my live on desktop and I often have my iPad open, but that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. But the good news is you encourage people to use the Q&A thing. It's easier for you to see all the questions because they're all just showing up in those little blocks, right? So Mm -hmm. you were going to say something else about live? So we talked about the Q&A. We talked about bringing in your guests. You have the control of bringing your guests in and bringing your guests out. And you can turn off comments or turn them on. So you have control of everything as the person. Nobody else does. So I just want everyone to know that if you bring on guests, you still kind of need to manage the environment of that live. What about like calling out people by name and stuff like that to just kind of spur some more engagement? Do you do that kind of stuff like the commenters? I will do that if I'm not going to save it in my feed. Ah, okay. So you're thinking creatively about the after use of the video. It's all about the replay viewers. I get up to a thousand people on my live, but it's the thousands that I get after the live that I need to think about. And no one wants to hear me say, hey, Michael, hey, Katie, hey, Robin, good to see you. But if you save it to your camera, you could edit that out if you wanted to, right? Oi, that's a whole nother topic. You could, you could, but it's not easy, (laughs) right? (laughs) Okay, so I get it. So you're trying to keep the content tight, knowing that you'll probably get more people watching it in IGTV. On the replay. Yeah. Evergreen, baby. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Reels because that's yet another even beast, right? So does Reels apply? Is it similar to one of these other ones or is it totally different? Totally different. And for anyone that hasn't really joined the Reel content creation yet, just know, in my opinion, it's the most challenging place to create really good content that aligns with your audience because there's so many features that you can use that some of them are, you know, just trending audio, whether it's uh, somebody else's words or somebody else's music. And some people don't have all the features and some people get so distraught about it all and they don't even understand how to put a cover on a reel. So if anyone types size guide, Michael, in my DM, they automatically get a graphic that teaches you all what you need to know for for your real dimension, because it's very different than a story or a feed post. You need to know where to place the text so that if it shows up in your feed as evergreen, that you can read it. Or if you're going to put it in your real channel, it's a different placement. So I wanted to just give that as a little gift. Size guide will help you. Let's talk about like how does engagement even work on Reels? Because oh man, Instagram is pushing Reels like cray cray. The more people view it, the more people comment on it, the faster they comment on it, the more Instagram pushes it to their friends' audience and their friends' audience and their friends. So it can go viral uh, for sure. And you can get a lot of more views. And again, I'm all about getting views from the right people and not random people. And I want people to take action on whatever the call to action is on the reel. So a great way to get more engagement is to have a call to action, not only in the description, but also on the actual reel as the last clip 
to say what to do. I love that because not everybody's going to be even looking at the comments in the re- I mean, they're not going to be most reels. If I'm not mistaken, you're just going to see the video unless you know how to see the text, right? Isn't that how it works? Well, unless you tap in to see the description and I, you know, we get really good engagement on our reels. If anyone taps into my channel, you'll see how, you know, buttoned up and branded and intentional those reels are. And now there's remix and all other features. So I just want you to know that, you know, Instagram is constantly adding new features, new filters to the reels. And right now I only have up to 30 seconds, Michael, but some people have up to a minute to create a reel. Do you recommend engaging in the comments in the same way we talked about with some of the other stuff or does it get out of control sometimes and you just can't? Yeah, absolutely. I always say if someone made you laugh, made you smile, if you learned something new, if you got informed about something, I say you owe it to the content creator to at least thank them and engage. Like that's my kind of rule of thumb. But when you're the creator, what do you do to those people? Do you do you engage every one of them back or what do you recommend? Well, I now have a team member that helps me with it because I cannot keep up with it anymore. But yes, you in the very least, you could heart up every single comment. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, Sue B, we have talked about a lot of stuff and I know there's (laughs) so much more from you that people can discover. So where do you want to send them if they want to um, track you down and see all the great things you're doing? Yeah. So I always, always like to tell people to come on over to Instagram and on my last post, let me know what your favorite thing is that you learned and let me know that you came over from this interview. And I want to give you all a little experience with Beth the bot. That's the name of my bot. And if you type the word captions in my DM, you will be able to grab my free copy and paste Instagram post builder which will absolutely help you get more engagement. Tell them what your uh, handle name is again. Yes, it's the Instagram expert, the Instagram expert. So head on over to the Instagram expert. And by the way, I would also ask that if you enjoyed this podcast, create a story and tag Sue and me. We're giving you permission, right? (laughs) Say, hey, I love the interview with Mike and Sue. And let's see how Sue and or her team interact with you as a result of that, right? Sue, thank you so much. And again, your YouTube channel. Yes, my YouTube channel is my name and there's over 400 videos there for you guys to watch. Sue B. Zimmerman. Sue, thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate all your wisdom and insights. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 467. And if you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. We got some great content coming up. Hey, and if you've been a longtime listener to the show, would you let your friends know about it? You can tag me on Instagram at Stelsner. And this brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.